What's going on, Patriots? Back with another Patriots Prayer podcast for you. And today, today, you know, I uh, there's so many things I was I was just kind of going through the long list of possibilities of things that we need to talk about. Um, obviously, it's a big deal today that Fox News let go of Tucker Carlson. I don't think that's going to be a big deal. For Tucker Carlson, however, I do think it's going to be a big deal for Fox News when they watch the ratings fall as a result. And they lost Dan Bongino, too. So you get it, Dan Bongino and Tucker Carlson both gone. Both guys that um, they don't necessarily follow the same pattern of uh, reporting as some of the more establishment-style reporters like Hannity and other ones do. Um and it just so happens that those are the ones that are no longer at Fox. Hmm. I always said that um, they tend to posture in some cases like they are uh, conservative. And they do report on a lot of conservative issues. I'm not taking that from them. But they tend to walk right up to the line and never actually cross the line in, in, in telling you how bad or how messed up or how wrong something really is and what should be done about it. They stop shy of any of that and then just go on to the next thing. Now, the other issue is you got what's going on here with uh, what just came out with Biden and uh, how the uh, how it was found out that he is uh, very much at fault for a fake letter that was written in response to the Hunter Laptop story to make you believe that it was Russian disinformation. Now, we originally went directly at the CIA, that the intelligence agents that came out and said, this is all the hallmarks of a Russian uh, disinformation deal. And uh, Joe even stated that in in the um, the debate between him and, uh, and, and Trump. But now that it's came out that not only was it not true, obviously it wasn't true, but that he wrote the fake letter and, and had this whole thing uh, choreographed and set up to make it look like these other people thought that this was Russian dif- disinformation. They went along with it knowing that it wasn't. They put these statements out prior to the election, and one of them even stated it was because we wanted to make sure Trump didn't win. These people also have their jobs. I'm disheartened. It's, we, we have lost control of our country. We've lost control of our democracy. And they keep saying, whatever they blame someone else for, initially, it, that, that's what they're doing. That's what they do. If they're saying that Trump is going to be the reason why our democracy erodes, it's because it's because of them. If they're saying Trump was a Russian puppet, it's because they are. Obviously, they really are. In Ukraine puppets and China puppets and all of those puppets, they're all of them. If it's not Swalwell sleeping with a Chinese spy, it's Joe and these guys going over and grifting in foreign countries, getting their children paid and getting their family members paid 
from the PRC, CCP, through CFCC, through Ukraine, uh, through the Pravat Bank in Ukraine. We've went over these stories a million times, but it's who these people are. These stories aren't false. They really happened. They really paid foreign spies to write uh, Russian disinformation uh, in a dossier to overthrow a duly elected president for four years and then blamed Russia for in interfering in the election when all the time it's what CNN was doing, it's what they were doing. If that, if that laptop story would have came out, those swing states that Trump lost with less than 1%, the polling numbers proved beyond a shadow of a doubt Trump would have won those states because those people, if they would have known about the laptop, said they would have never voted for, for Biden. So who is the real entity behind the, uh, the, the, the election interference? Who? It's obviously them, and we know this. 100% for certain. They've gone after journalists. Journalists are being now attacked for reporting the stories that make the left look bad. Oh, no, we don't want to talk about the FBI uh, uh, inside of Twitter uh, uh, to the point where they had their own little private chat inside the organization. I think it was BU for Bureau or something like that they called it. You had Jim Baker over there. You had so many other government agencies. They were meeting with people. I believe they said it was up to about 50 times per uh, uh, 50 different meetings that they, that they knew they had with not just the FBI, but they were getting through channels through even local law enforcement. Not just CIA, not just FBI, not just the White House. And, and all to run a PSYOP, all to... Censor certain information while allowing other information out. See, what happened was their, their information campaign got disrupted when Donald Trump came on the scene. It didn't just start when Trump got there. It, they were always telling us these lies. They were always filling our head with conjecture and conspiracy and things. They, they were never telling us the truth. And it took someone to come out and start saying fake news, fake media, before we saw what happened when someone started telling the truth. When someone started telling the truth and shining a light on their lies, they went crazy. And they started <coughs> initiating all of these types of, uh, you know, fallback scenarios. Like, we need, we need someone in Twitter. We need to control the flow of information. We're going to get Zuckerberg over at Facebook. We're, we're, we're going to get Google to change their algorithm just to get people not to see the things they're writing about the vaccine, about the Ukraine war, about whatever else. They don't want the truth being out there except for the truth told the way they want it told so they can make you feel and think the way they want you to feel and think. That simple. That simple. It's not, it's not hard to see that they were lying to us. It's not hard to to go back through the news over the last couple of years and, and put it together, right? It, it's, not, it's not hard. And now that we have whistleblower after whistleblower who's actually telling the truth, right? Whenever it was a whistleblower against Trump, they were anonymous. These whistleblowers are coming out. Here's my name. 
here's what I know, here's when I worked for them, this is what they're doing at the IRS, I was a stenographer, um, I was his business partner, I was, these people are credible. <laughs> the ones they brought out against Trump, they, they weren't credible. And not only were they not credible, they were proven to be straight liars, but we still don't know who they were. We don't know who they were. Schumer holding up folders like he's got evidence that he doesn't. Schiff doing the same thing, and he doesn't. They talk about facts, and they just put stuff out there they know is not true because the fact checkers don't care about them. They don't check them. You know, they, they're, they're destroying our society. They're allowing women's sports to be corrupted. They're allowing uh, uh, the victims, the real victims... Uh, in, in, in what's happening in today's world to be ignored while treating the criminals like the victims. It's not their fault they're criminals. It was because of poor upbringing and they didn't have opportunity. Wah, wah, wah. Stupid. Stupid. I, I know so many people who fall under that category of, of, of not coming up in the best of situations, didn't have both parents in the house, all of those things, and it's still a choice. Yeah, of course, to a degree, I'm not saying that our environment doesn't affect us. I grew up in the heart of Baltimore City. I know very well your, your environment affects you, but I know full well that you're also responsible for you and all the decisions you make, and you have other influences around you regardless of who's in your face, and you can choose who it is that you follow. You can go to church if you want to. So, I don't want to hear any more about people being victims and people not being able to be charged with certain crimes to the degree that they should be because they're not 25 yet, because they can't make good decisions because their brains aren't fully formed. But you want them to get sex change operations at 12. You're a bunch of waterheads. The left is all a bunch of waterheads. And if you don't want to be labeled a waterhead, Get the hell out of the party. Be a Tulsi Gabbard. Be someone with some guts and get the hell away from them weirdos. I mean, come on. It's like they're turning what even you guys know on the left. You know that the stuff that they're talking about is crazy. You know, and I have to believe that, that that side of the aisle is not so monolithic as to not have differing opinions. The problem is it's hard to find them because... Nobody cares about right and wrong on that side of the aisle openly. They do care about right and left. So they will defend something they know to be wrong instead of calling someone out for something that they know is wrong. Like, on the right, we had issues with Rand Paul and Holly getting into it when they were sitting there talking about the TikTok issue. Holly stuck it to his ground. And who's also on the right? Rand Paul. And Rand Paul had a whole different opinion on the matter. You don't see that on the left. They're not individuals. They don't care. They're a gang. They're a power-hungry bunch of people who play on others' victimhoods. So it's not about right. They don't care about what's right and wrong. They care about power and money. That's it. They want votes, power, and money. They don't care if they have to lie to get it. They don't care if they have to cheat to get it. And they don't care if they have to steal to get it. Because they'll take money from anybody, whether they're in the country or out of the country, whether that person loves or hates the country, it doesn't matter to them. does not matter. Not, not that very long ago, 
Biden was uh, hanging out with one of the grandmasters of the Ku Klux Klan. Had a lot of nice words to say about him, too. No one cares about it. They don't bring it up. They don't bring it up. The Tennessee Three, right? Trash. That's what they are. They came into uh, uh, chambers with people protesting against the time, place, manner restrictions that are placed on protesting and then wondered why they got expelled from Congress. Nothing to do with your race, buddy. It's because you're a waterhead who broke the rules and the law and you're supposed to be a lawmaker. Someone in there trying to make things better, but you come in and disrupt the hearings. And, what, and, and, and in all honesty, the, you guys that reinstated them, you're weak too. You should have stuck to your grounds and you should have expelled the third one. You know, it, you cannot give in to this culture that constantly race baits everybody to make them think that being black is a shield or being homosexual is a shield that they can throw up in front of themselves that, that, that makes them not have to adhere to rules or makes them immune to punishment when they break the rules. And, and I know this is, it, it makes it so hard to say stuff like those black folks, like because I'm not painting everybody with the broad brush the way the left goes. I can only address the issue as it's presented, and they presented it as an issue of race. But what I'm talking about when I say that, and keep this front and center in your mind, I'm talking about those individuals, not the race. There's a big difference between the people on the right and left. We care about everyone. And we want everyone to do better. We want the country as a whole to do better. We want our economy to do better. We want to be stronger. We want to be healthier. We want a better education system. We want prison reform. We want to bring people together. They want domination. They want supremacy. They don't want anyone to disagree with them lest they be canceled, deplatformed, whatever else that they have to do to make sure that at the end of everything, they stood tall and the ends justify the means. So like I said, they do not care how they have to go about getting to their ends. Lie, cheating, stealing, it doesn't matter. And they have the, the, the intelligence community and the media to back them up so it looks very well like they're telling the truth, when in fact they're not. But smart people will go and actually pursue the truth, pursue full clips instead of the small clips that they do to try to misquote people or try to make it seem like people said something or meant something they didn't mean. Or you won't print out the bill or the affidavit or whatever else it is involved in whatever news story that's happening currently to see that it, it reads completely differently than what the liberal media is trying to portray it as, such as the don't say gay thing. Don't say gay. They came up with a catchy name to try to make it look like uh, DeSantis was being homophobic because he did not want sexuality taught to, to, to small children. Come on, people. This is a trick. These people are evil. And, and it's getting to a point where, like, when, when is it going to happen where people start to say, you know what, I don't have to respect someone who does that. I don't have to listen to someone who is absolutely evil. And I don't have to justify to evil people why I think they're evil because they already know because what they're doing is intentional. It's going to create the kind of division in this country that I'm telling you, people are not, they're going to wish they didn't. They're going to wish they didn't because it's bad for everybody. It's bad for the whole, but they know that. 
That's why they're gaslighting. They want the conflict. They want to spin us into oblivion so they can do this great reset. And then they want the conflict so that they can come over and take over the streets. They already did it on the internet. They tried their hardest. They, are, they still do. You can't Google most anything and get the results that you're looking for. You can't. You got to go through backdoor channels to remove the algorithm so that exact what you're searching for is exactly what you find. And typically you have to be behind VPNs and all these other things to do the searches to find the stories that you want to find without Google's moving around things or making it to where certain things are unsearchable or you fall at the bottom of a list when searching. You, I looked up one time uh, the lies that the media told on Trump, right? Because of, a, of an old America This Week with Eric Bowling episode that I watched where they had a long list of the things that were knowingly false that the media reported on about Trump. And I wanted to get a similar list. And so I looked it up and I went to Google and I said, the lies the media told on Trump. You know there was no list like that on Google. But what you found was the lies Trump told to the media. And it was over and over again. And CNN and MSNBC are always at the top. They're several pages deep. You, you're, you, they want to push an agenda and an ideology. And they do it by controlling what you search for and how you find it. And, and, it, and, and it's obvious. The rest is very obvious. Anyone, anyone with half a brain would know. But the problem is people that don't know, don't know. They really don't know. They really watch CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, and they think that they're getting the whole truth. So when someone comes along that actually knows what's going on, like me, and tell them, they think, oh, that's not true, and they start reiterating talking points from a... Anderson Cooper or a Don Lemon, who was finally fired, guys. I don't know why it took this long, but he's finally fired. And that little back and forth that he had with Vivek Ramaswamy was probably the thing that did it because he mocked him in a different language with an accent. He said, explaining like, you know, like that because the guy was telling him something uh, about, uh, uh, about how the NRA protected blacks' rights after the Civil War and went in and made sure that people were able to um, practice their Second Amendment rights, uh, it, it, that the black people in America were that, were that had access to guns and all that, that they would still have access, and they fought for them to do that. And um, Don Lemon thought because the guy wasn't black, he wasn't allowed to say any truths that pertained to the black culture. I mean, that is the most ridiculous thing ever. Identity politics, what it does is cuts off dialogue and it makes it to where you can't question anything people say. So that when they come at you with their victimhood, you're not able to combat that because anything you say, well, they'll say, you can't say that because you're not black. You can't say that because you're not whatever it is, gay, whatever the case may be. If you're not that, you can't speak on it. The only thing it doesn't pertain to is white people and Christians. You can say whatever you want about that crowd. It doesn't matter. They deserve it. Right? It's ridiculous, people. And as long as people think like that, there's always going to be a problem in this country. As long as people are running around screaming racism, there's going to be a racism problem in the country. When we stop talking like that and we come together and people just say, I'm an individual and I'm responsible for me and the things that I do and the way my life is are a result of the choices that I make 
not because of anybody, uh, any any particular group that I belong to, or the color of my skin, or any of that, or or the nature of my genitalia, whatever the case may be, where I'm at in my life is 100% my problem, my issue, and I'm responsible, and I'm accountable for the choices that I make. And that is the only way things are going to get better. The only way. No one owes you anything. We all start out at zero. I started out at zero. And, and more than once, I think about three or four times. Zero. <laughs> and tenacity. Tenacity will get you wherever you want to go. There is nobody in the ether holding you back or keeping you from succeeding in this world. They're not. And all, and all of the excuses you hear on why that's actually not true are just that, excuses. And they're usually espoused by someone looking for you to vote for them or from an organization that wants you to donate to them that wouldn't exist if racism didn't exist. Racism is big business. Therefore, they're going to protect their business. And the only way they can do that is by rolling people up and constantly pointing at issues that get them funding. It's that simple. BLM, not just BLM, the Rainbow Coalition and many more organizations only exist because those problems are exacerbated by those same people so that they can continue to get funding and they continue to stay in the press and stay relevant. Because most people... Most people, because we grew up in a community of multicultures, <coughs> multicolored, multicultures, and, and, and if any one of us stood for a family photo behind us, you would see all kinds of shades of gray in our families. We don't care about that stuff. We don't give a damn about whether or not someone's black or white or whatever. That's you guys. You're the only ones talking about that. You're the only ones pushing those issues. You're the only ones complaining about it. And 99% of the time, the things you're complaining about are things that you, you can fix for yourself. People can't pick their self up from the bootstraps. It's physically impossible. They took a euphemism and made it a physical... <laughs> I, I can't make stuff like this up. Buttigieg is thinking traffic is racist. Uh, the, one of the elected officials the other day, I didn't even bother learning her name. She looked like a damn Sesame Street character. Was saying that the, the crash test dummies had to be made as females to correct the gender inequity and traffic fatalities. You waterhead. <laughs> I can't believe the things that they push. And, and they really, I mean, either they really believe it or virtue signaling gets them several. I wonder if they keep a tally in the back, like they have a referee in the back, somebody to just keep score. Oh, you said they were racist, you get 50 points. You get, oh, you, oh, homophobic 50 points, transphobic, oh, that's 150 points. Yeah, I, and I get to keep score to see who's the most virtuous, you know. But they don't, none of these people really believe those things. They just want to be seen as part of the crowd. They want to be accepted as part of the left. I want to be a good little liberal, you know. And you're not even liberal. That's the thing. Liberals fought for freedom of speech. Liberals fought for real women's rights. They were real feminists. They didn't allow men to come over and steal the glory and steal the thunder from women. Those were real liberals. You guys are something altogether different. You, you should not 
You should not call yourself liberals because you're not. I really wonder where the real liberals are. And a lot of them are turning, and I hate to say it because it's contradicting the terms, but a lot of the liberals are now turning to conservative politics because they're finding out that we do care about free speech. We do care about the Second Amendment. We do hold the government to account. Because remember, all the people on the left that used to yell about police, about the government, and about how much they don't trust them, now they're yelling about how they want to get rid of guns, because they don't, but they don't trust the government, but they want the police to be the only people who can have guns. But they don't trust the police. See how they're all contradictory? None of the things they say add up. None of the things they say add up. And all the morality they preach falls apart upon further questioning. For instance, they, they say that a man who leaves a woman who has a baby who doesn't want to be a dad is a deadbeat dad and he's a POS and all that kind of thing and that's the way he's labeled, that's the way he's built. But a woman who goes and gets an abortion, she's okay, she's pro-choice, she just made a decision, she's okay. And I've said this before, in my book, they're one and the same. They're not different, they're both just as despicable as one another. But on the left, they build one different than the other. They build one completely different than the other. It's a contradiction of terms. Everything that they do and say is a contradiction of terms. Pro-choice, my body, my choice. You have to get your vaccination. Come on, people. It's not hard to look at the hypocrisy that they push constantly down our throats. And any time they give their opinion in an open forum, it is absolutely accepted. But let a, con let a conservative turn around and give the opposing opinion, and all of a sudden, it's say, hey, let's change the subject. Let's change the subject. Let's not talk politics. Let's not, yeah, let's not go there. But if everyone would have left alone the statement that you made and, and not corrected it openly, it wouldn't have been divisive. It wouldn't have been, hey, hey, let's change the subject. You only want to change the subject because somebody on the right is getting ready to put the smack down on you and give you the actual facts, and you don't, and, and, and you don't want the divisiveness because you can't stand on your own two and defend, your, and defend something, anything based on the issues. You don't know how to argue the issues because all you do is argue victimhood and feelings. Truth does not come into the equation. That simple. I wanted to close out after I allowed you guys to see this video. This is uh, Charlie Kirk, um, and, um, and he's got a guest on here as well. It's a, it's a Fox News clip. And, and they're going to address this issue with the, the fake letter that was written to cover up the Hunter Biden laptop scandal, uh, in effect, the election rigging that they did by, by allowing this to happen. Um, but I want you to hear it in their words, right? Hear, hear it in their words, and uh, you'll understand exactly what I'm saying. So let's see if I can't switch over there. Here it is. Getting the hang of this here, I went to a new system, and uh, as a result, I'm learning everything for the first time. Also, but the co-host of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show, and Charlie Kirk, the founder of Turning Point USA. Charlie, I've been following what you've been writing about this today. At what point did these revelations actually make a difference that this was a massive Watergate-style cover-up yeah. from the beginning inside our agencies? Well, that's exactly right. And it was public-private. And they pulled out all the stops. Remember, the laptop was an unexpected development. They thought they had 2020 scripted 
from the lockdowns, mail-in ballots, relaxed signature verification thresholds, Zuckerberg money. They thought they had everything according to plan, and the glitch in the matrix, the input of the formula they didn't expect was all of a sudden that Hunter Biden, let's just say, had a little bit of a memory loss, and he left his entire laptop at a laptop repair shop in Delaware. And instead of validating it, they knew they had to just get to Election Day. They had to do whatever it took. And therefore, they wrote this fake letter that was then used as a censorship excuse to extinguish people like myself. I lost access to my Twitter in the midst of the campaign in the middle of October because I started talking about the laptop. Weren't allowed to do that. So then they had a, quote unquote, credible piece of journalism that was then used as a way to suppress, stifle and censor anyone that would then put forward this piece of information. And poll after poll, Pete, this is the kicker. Mm -hmm. The most important part of this entire story, poll after poll shows that this information would have been decisive. Remember, Donald Trump fell behind in Arizona only by 9,000 votes. Georgia was like eight to 15,000 votes. You know, Wisconsin was 20 to 30 to 40,000 votes. We're talking about on the margins of the margins. We're talking about less than 1% in the key battleground states. And this smoking gun 30 days out that could have swung swing voters was extinguished by our intel agencies, by Twitter, and by the people in charge. Will they ever be held accountable? That remains a mystery. And they planned for it, and they knew it, to your point, and they knew it yep. would swing the election. That's election interference, if I've ever seen it. Buck, help us, bring us on the inside. You work for Mike Morrell uh, in the CIA. I mean, you know these guys. And yeah. he said, I did it because yeah. I wanted Biden to win the election. Talk to me about this. So that, that, is, that is something right there. Just that little statement that he just made. That's something that should make everybody's ears perk up. They even admitted that they, they did this because they wanted Trump to lose the election. People, I, I don't. I really don't think people get it. I think that if people truly understood, everybody would be out in the street. Every everybody would be protesting. People would be scared. People would be sad at the fact that the country they love is lost to them because these people in these positions just betrayed their trust, just rigged their elections that just lied to them. These are the people that are supposed to protect the American way of life, democracy, our republic. We're supposed to be a country of laws, not lies, not agendas, not censorship. And it's not going to change unless you and I change it. Get involved, people. Get involved. Sign petitions. Start petitions. Get involved in groups. Go join the PTA, run for school board positions, run for Senate, run for Congress. We need regular people to do this, not these career politicians. We need you. We need you. But it's not going to happen organically by you just leading a quiet life and just going to your job and raising your family and staying out of it. That's not going to work anymore. You need to get involved. You need to be there. It needs to be a grassroots movement where you get involved. You can't be silent anymore, people. You cannot stay to yourself anymore. This is not going to fix itself. Evil does not retreat willingly. It must be beaten back. And to be quite honest with you, I don't know. I don't know how we get back from here. I know how it starts, though. It starts with us taking responsibility and getting involved. 
and not being afraid to speak up and not being afraid to stand up regardless of whatever consequence comes our way. As long as we know we're, we're doing what's right, sleep easy knowing that's exactly what you did. And, 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 and then your life can actually have meant something. You know, if you, if you just go along to get along, you know, that, that, that when you're reflecting on that on your deathbed, you'll think about how useless, how unimpactful your life was, that you could have made a difference, but you are just too much of a coward to stand up and say what was right and stand for something and do what was right. That's got to change, and it's got to change right now. we got to change on a dime, people. It's, we're past the point of, uh, of being able to, to, to sit back and tolerate what's going on because it's no longer just you and me, and you can no longer say that we, we can uh, just, just stay out of it or our vote doesn't count, it doesn't matter, because they're coming for your kids. If life got this bad in the last five years, if everything we know and love about our country and our value system has turned upside down in five years, I mean five years for the most dramatic things, what's it going to be look like in ten years? What's it going to be like when your children that are now in school are adults and they have to enter the workforce? What are you leaving to future generations? You have an opportunity to change this. You have an opportunity to stop this in, in, in its tracks and just go get involved and, and stop being lazy and, and, and not let these things happen organically because they won't. They won't. It takes people. It takes you and me. And trust me, folks, I'm, I'm involved up to my neck. I'm doing everything I can on this side of the coin to help people out that have Offended so they don't reoffend. To help people out of situations and being able to get gainful employment so they can sustain and they don't have to turn back to a life of crime. That they understand that they have to be accountable and responsible as parents and citizens. And healing that divide between them and law enforcement in their own communities. This is where my calling is. This is what we've done. This is what we work towards. And you need to do something, too. You need to get a hold of your senators and congressmen and talk to them. Write letters. Show up and speak in your town halls. they got to know we're here and we're not going away and we're not just going to let them get away with this at all. So, people, as always, stand your ground in silent majority. Stop being silent. Guys, and we'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer. Have a great day.